This podcast is intended for educational purposes only. Advice should be sought about your specific matter. No attorney-client relationship is formed between any client and attorney Don Dennis until there is a signed engagement agreement and payment of an initial deposit. No client consultant agreement has been formed between any client and Inverted Chaos Incorporated until there is a signed agreement and payment of an initial deposit. What's up, everyone? Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, we got attorney Don Dennis <clears throat> back at it again for another court case. Um, Don, uh, thanks for coming on uh, one more time. Uh, you got you got any new new information for us? Any new stuff? Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, everything I will say is rated R for real and not PG <laughs> for playing games. I am here with more technology law information and my goal working with lewis is to break this down so that whether you wear a white collar blue collar or no collar and as you see i have one no collar today it will be plain and understandable today we're i'm interested in finding out some of your thoughts lewis on justin goldman Hmm. and um justin goldman took a picture of tom brady and some other people out in East Hampton, and we're going to talk about it. But the issue is, does embedding a tweet violate copyright law? Mm -hmm. So, you know, because a lot of people do that. Can you, before we even get going, what exactly are we talking about when we're talking about embedding a a, a tweet or embedding something? Yeah. So uh, typically Twitter, I think, was the first uh, social platform that that created this concept where you could um get a a piece a snippet of html code and then paste it onto your website and it would link to their content and keep it on their servers uh the reason that they did this was a way to like get brand recognition across many uh different uh, websites that had they had no uh, no control over. They basically it was like a commercial for Twitter. Like, hey, like look at this uh, piece of content. It's really cool, isn't it? You you want to you might want to see more stuff that's over on our website. Um, and that was like the big uh, push for wanting to do stuff like this. Uh, now you know YouTube. You can embed a video. Um, I'm not sure what Snapchat can do, but uh, I think you can um, you can link to their content somehow. But this seems to be like the um the normal way of doing like running going about things um when it comes to uh, sharing content on the internet well that's interesting that you mentioned snapchat because this all started on snapchat oh really what what, what is snapchat yeah snapchat's like it started off as a way of uh, taking a picture and then um the the picture would disappear in let's say um 20 seconds something very quickly mm-hmm. so it was like a way of like showing something that the the people taking the photo thought that would disappear and it would be gone off the internet forever but that soon changed <laughs> you it's obviously anything that's on the internet at least once will be able to be copied and and duplicated okay yeah what happened in this case is that on July 2nd 2016 Justin Goldman 
snapped a photograph of Tom Brady, Danny Ainge, and some other people on the streets of East Hampton. And then thereafter, he uploaded the picture to his Snapchat story. So he had a Snapchat account. Mm. The photo then went viral. It traveled through several levels of social media platforms, and then finally it made it to Twitter, where it was uploaded by several news agencies. And the news agencies, you know, were online news outlets and blogs who published articles featuring the photo. Mm -hmm. And the key thing that they were talking about was whether or not the Boston Celtics were going to successfully recruit Kevin Durant and if Tom Brady would help to seal the deal. Mm -hmm. Now, we know Kevin Durant right now, he plays for the Oakland, I mean, sorry, for the Golden State Warriors. Right. I believe he was playing for the, was he playing for the Warriors at that time in July 2016? Um, I wouldn't even presume to know. I think he would play for the Cavs, no? Or is that, or the he Oklahoma? Was, was playing for uh, the Thunder. Yeah, Oklahoma Thunder, that's what I thought. I yeah. think he was with the Warriors at that time. Oh, so, so they he was won the championship last year. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but like, or maybe he was deciding where he was going to go right. before he went to the Warriors or whatever. So, okay, so everybody was trying to get him. You know, he's a real high profile, Definitely. good player, handles business, mm -hmm. you know, high score. And so Boston wanted to get him. And, you know, people just started assuming that that's why they were, you know, they were taking this picture. And I don't know, they wrote all kind of articles. I didn't read the articles, but they wrote a bunch of articles and, you know, they ran with it. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> they embedded these defendants, they copied and saved the photo on their own servers so that if you read the article, boom, you, you know, a picture pops up next to the article showing you know, this picture, I mean, the picture of Tom Brady, Danny Angels, other people on the street. And then they started talking about it. So um, here, none of the defendants actually downloaded the photo from Twitter, copied it, or stored it on their own servers. Rather, the defendants only embedded the photo by including necessary embed code in their HTML instructions. Right. And then as a result, the defendant's websites included articles about the meeting. And what happened is a lot of times, and maybe you can explain this, sometimes when you want to go to a photo or something, you have to click a link. Mm -hmm. But here, as soon as you got to the article, the, the picture popped up. What exactly are we talking about here? Yeah, I mean, sometimes you can go on Google Images and uh, you type in Panda or whatever, some innocuous thing, and then it'll show you a whole grid of different images. That's a, that's called a thumbnail. If you click on it, it'll sh it'll pop up and show you a bigger image, and that's like yeah. the full-size photo. So I think what they're talking about here is um, as soon as you went to their site, you would see not the thumbnail, the small little image, but like the, the entire full-size detailed photograph, right? Okay. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, for a photograph. Mm -hmm. So he's suing. Justin's like, forget this. You know, I'm suing you guys because I had a copyright and I'm suing for copyright infringement. Mm -hmm. So, okay, what is a copyright? A copyright protects the original works of an author of a fixed work in any tangible medium of expression. So tangible is real. Medium of expression is whether you have it on a billboard, whether you put it on a wall, like graffiti, it could be a tattoo, it could be a design, something like that. It's a real 
way that you've expressed it. Mm-hmm. And if you are the author of it, meaning you created it, you have the exclusive rights, meaning no one else has a right unless you give them a license, unless you give them permission, mm-hmm. or unless you sell that work to them to display your work publicly. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a pretty complex area of law, so we're going to try to explain it quickly and get to the point. Right. But it says to display it, what they're talking about is showing a copy of it, either directly or indirectly, by means of a film, a slide, a television image, or any other device or process. Any other device or process. In this case, we're going to talk about what exactly is a process, right? Mm -hmm. Because he embedded the link. So obviously it was displayed, but was it done by, it wasn't done by film. It wasn't done by slide. It wasn't done by television image. So if you're looking at the law, okay, that, that knocks all those things out. Right. But it says, but what was it done by a device or a process? So now back to display. Display includes a projection of the image on any screen or any service by any method, transmission, electronic means, or anything else. Mm -hmm. So it's important to know that even though the law was written in 76, and back then we didn't have things, people tweeting, things going viral, things being embedded, you know, any other means. Mm -hmm. Now, let's see here. Let's talk about whether or not we have a process. In this situation, first and foremost, when I read that definition of the copyright law, it did not say that you could be responsible or liable for infringement. In order to be found liable, you have to possess or own the work. Mm. So you don't have to possess it. The mere fact that you found a way to display it without permission could make you liable. And now let's get back to the process argument. With respect to the process, here's what the defendants did. So one defendant embedded the tweet. And uh, let's see here. You had to navigate to Twitter. They navigated to Twitter, mm-hmm. copied the, the, uh, the URL, then used out-of-the-box content management functionality provided by WordPress to embed the tweet within their newspaper article. Right. And this was the defendant, heavy.com. Mm-hmm. So can you explain what exactly they did? Yeah, so they, they went to the... Well, I don't think they detailed like exactly which Twitter profile they went to, right? But essentially, it was already run amok on Twitter. People were like linking and copying the, this image even though it started on snapchat and then moved virally to twitter heavy.com mm-hmm. went to a twitter profile somewhere that had been retweeted constantly um and then they took that uh they embedded they took the embed code which means they uh twitter allows them a functionality a tool set where which they can copy a piece of html code and then go to their website on heavy.com paste that HTML code in, and then um, uh, link, display the content on, onto heavy.com um, without actually downloading or saving 
that image to their servers, which I think is where the distinction of all of this is happening, right? Okay. And with the second defendant, the Boston Herald, they pasted a code line into its blog article that contains Twitter HTML instructions. Right, which is what I was referring to. And uh, WordPress is, is basically a, uh, it's called a CMS, a content management system or yeah, system, um, which it's basically like a blog software. It's, it's uh, think of it like Microsoft Word uh, that you can publish to the internet, like mm-hmm. right there, right then. Um, so you're creating a, uh, an article and you're pasting in this Twitter code and that is now displaying that photograph or that piece of content, text and image um, that uh, is still being referenced to the Twitter servers. Okay. And then the other defendant, the big lead, they submitted a declaration, meaning they admitted what they said is uh, my entering the URL for the real Bob Manning tweet into the field for embedded content in the content management system caused this URL to be inserted into embedding code that became part of the HTML code for the big lead article. Right. So as soon as you publish, um, as soon as you take that embed HTML code and then publish it onto your site, it's now that HTML code is living on your server. So it's kind of intertwined with, with your stuff, um, even though originally it was uh, Twitter's code and it still is. But like now that text is actually living on your server. It's like if they found, they copied save as that, that uh, HTML page it would live on your server. So I think that's legally, that's what they're talking about, that distinction. Okay. And then to Gannett, the defendant, the vice president for Gannett said, if I wanted that web page to display a photo that a third party user had posted to a site like Twitter, I could do so without me ever having to make a copy of the photo. Mm-hmm. I would simply include in my HTML code some additional coding containing a link to the URL of the Twitter page where the photo appeared. Mm-hmm. It was more of the same. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's it's funny because um, <laughs> typically when you when when you're a web developer, you're if if they take that image down, then it's it's a broken image on on your on your website. So um, a best practice would be to like save that image and you save it locally. But if you don't own the the license um, or the copyright, whatever, to that image, then you, as the as the internet kind of uh, evolved um, and became more uh, less wild wild west, um, you used to have to start figuring out whether you owned these licenses and, and uh, things like that. But um, I think that they were like, and you you can also save on web hosting costs by linking directly to that image, so that every single time that image is being hit, you're not you're not being, uh, you're not taking that monetary hit um, by having that image downloaded off your server. Um, so, a lot of definitely a lot of ways to skin the cat, you know. But I think overall, that's what that's what's going on. Well, you brought up a very interesting issue. You said you could have saved it locally. Mm-hmm. Now, and then you talked about licensing and about having the copyright permission to do so. Right now. In this case, they were looking for what rule, what rule should the court apply to find out whether someone did something that was wrong? Mm-hmm. 
whether the Copyright Act was violated. Mm -hmm. So they're in New York, and they're in federal court. There are state courts and there's federal courts. Right. Federal courts have their own rules. New, and each federal court, the ultimate federal court is the Supreme Court, right? Mm -hmm. But throughout the country, we have things, we have states broken up into districts. So in California, we're in the ninth district. Mm. In New York, we're in the, they're in the second district. New York doesn't have to follow California ninth district law. However, if they don't have a rule on the issue, they may look to ninth circuit to get some ideas of right. what you know, might help them create, create a law or they might say, hey, that's a good rule. We'll follow it. Mm -hmm. So they looked, and so New York didn't necessarily have a rule on this type of issue, but they found a case kind of similar in the Ninth Circuit, which was decided in the Western region of the U.S. Mm -hmm. It was a case called Perfect Ten versus Google. In that case, what happened was, just to give a little background, is that, um, let me see here, I'm trying to summarize everything. They were using technology, and the court was looking at the thumbnail images that automatically pop up when a user types in a search term on Google constitute mm -hmm. direct copyright infringement of your right to display something. Second, they looked at the fact that it full images that appear on the screen after a user clicks mm -hmm. on a thumbnail constitute direct copyright infringement. The first is you go on Google, you type in a word, you type in dog, and pictures of dogs pop up. Now, do those little thumbnail pictures of dogs, is that copyright infringement? Right. Then if you click the full picture and it go and a full image pops up afterwards that goes somewhere else, is that copyright infringement? Right. Two issues. So what the court said is, the thumbnails, when I say the dog, you type in dog, a little picture of a dog, a bunch of dogs pops up. Those, they found those to be infringing because they were stored on Google's server. Mm -hmm. So basically what it's saying is, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Google is taking pictures that it found from different places on the internet, saved it on its server. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, they're, they're scouring throughout all of the, all the, the internet and then... Um, saving a thumbnail a small little image onto their servers and then when you click on that and you're like view full size or something like that then that actually takes you to the actual full size image but it's also no longer on google servers it's on the server that it was originally put on so what the court said is that when you take and so google may not own those little pictures that they're using to put on the thumbnail right mm -hmm. yeah correct so when you take do your search and those pictures pop up and you're on google server the court said Google was infringing on someone else's copyright because mm -hmm. they took pictures without permission, without a license, things of that nature. But the court also said that the full images, which were stored on a third party server and accessed by inline linking, and they said it's kind of like embedding, mm -hmm. was not infringement. And so this is the server test that, that they were looking at right. from the client circuit. And they said the issue is whether a website publisher is directly liable for copyright infringement is going to be based on whether the image is hosted on the publisher's own server mm -hmm. or is embedded or linked from a third party server. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Um, so inline linking, what that means is um, whenever you, you see like a little uh, uh, an underlying blue, typically it's like a blue link. 
and it's got a little underline on it you click on that it's got the you know like the cursor looks like this you click on that and it takes you to another website um what what they're talking about is when they're referencing that the the, the website address they're referencing the the actual server just to reiterate that one more time that that the original location of that image it's no longer referencing google.com it would be like you know uh my dog website.com and then now that's going to that server which is i think what they're talking about in terms of um when it's living when the thumbnail is living on google they are mm -hmm. in uh they don't have the license for that image but then once it links directly to their that website it's no longer living on google server so they have they're not liable correct at least yeah. in, in terms of this uh really this court case yeah so but okay and so back to when we went through earlier we went through what each defendant did in order to get the pictures for their articles right right so what the court said is the fact that each took active steps to go through grab that html insert that code they engaged in a process that resulted in the transmission of photos so mm -hmm. that they could be shown mm -hmm. so therefore in terms of the copyright act they have satisfied that requirement that it be a process. And the court said that this is a lot different than that server test we just discussed in the Ninth Circuit. The court said in that case, the one we just went over, Google's search engine provided a service whereby a user navigated from one web page, the first one that you just discussed where the thumbnails pop up, mm -hmm. to the actual web page. Whereas in this case, if you wanted to read the article by the Boston Herald mm -hmm. or by the Gannett or by heavy.com, as soon as you clicked on the article, the picture was there. Right. So then, you you know, so you didn't have to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And they didn't. And again, they said the plaintiff owned the rights to the picture. So therefore, he didn't give them the right to use it so that it's likely that uh, there was some infringement that took place. Yeah, right. So at this point, this case has not been decided. This case was filed by the plaintiff. He's suing for infringement against all these different agencies. And then, you know, the first, what happens in court cases oftentimes is someone will sue someone, which the plaintiff will sue a defendant for what they feel is a violation of their legal right. And the defendant will say, you know what? Even if everything you said is true, it's not a violation of the law. So, for example, if Paulie, the plaintiff, sues Daryl, the defendant, mm -hmm. because he said that Daryl came to his house at 11 o'clock at night and rang the doorbell and ran out of the yard, is that, in fact, a violation of the law? Mm -hmm. Yes, it might have woke him up. Yes, it was annoying. Mm -hmm. And he could sue him for, um, you know, I don't know, make up something and sue him for a million bucks. Sure. Yeah. And so... Daryl will go to court, or the defendant will go to court. They'll go to court, and before they have even have a trial, they'll file a motion for summary judgment, which mm -hmm. says, assuming everything he says is true, mm -hmm. I didn't violate the law because there's no law against ringing the doorbell at 11 o'clock at night. And the court will look, and if they don't find a law to back up the claim, they'll say there's no case, mm -hmm. and the case is thrown out. And however, if they say, well, no, we found a law and you have violated, they'll allow the case to proceed, which will it be on path? It will be on path to go to trial. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have to keep paying attorneys. Mm-hmm. You have to keep, keep paying court costs, keep going through the motions, and it's going to make the case more and more expensive. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes people, if they get past, so for example, let's say he was suing for a million bucks. And the court says, no, nah, I think something was done wrong here. Then the defendant may say, well, look, do I really want to take a chance of going to trial and being found guilty for a million dollars or even more? Or do I want to say, hey, I'll offer you half a million dollars. Let's just go our separate ways and shake hands. Right. And in this case, the court said, we're not going to dismiss this case. Mm. We think it might be copyright infringement. So we're going to allow it to go forward. Mm-hmm. So it increased the bargaining power and the settlement value of this case at this point. So that's why motions for summary judgment are so important, because a lot of cases end at this point. Right. So, and the, but however, the court says, so there are some issues. And one of the things that they said is, you know, how it may be copyright infringement. However, it may be a possibility that the copy, the, the photo was already in the public domain. Mm. And he posted it for everyone to see. Right. So was he really trying to safeguard it and sell it? To different people and only allow different people to see and use it because isn't it true everybody kind of reposts things all the time definitely yeah that's part of the internet that's that's the deal so one of the things that the defendant said is if they lose this case the news agencies are saying if they lose this case and they're found liable for copyright infringement this could have a chilling effect on the way the whole internet works yeah, about that. Yeah, I mean, um, this the the whole the the origin of the internet uh, came about with um, essentially uh, scientists sharing research papers um, back in the '60s, and um, it was open and free. That that was the whole concept of it. And like, if you you write an article, um, you want other people to read it, so. Um, you you want people to just to link to your and cross reference and things like that so um if if you start to uh clamp this down then oh i don't want to i don't want to uh link to this because i could be held liable then um it's just going to silo all of these like the internet's like interconnected nature is going to it's going to basically go away so i i I agree i think this is going to uh this could have a detrimental um uh, you know, it could be pretty bad in the future, you know. And another issue is, as I was saying, this was decided in New York. So unless this case is appealed, then this is going to be law in New York, mm. unless this case is overturned. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if I operate a business in California, California, we talked about had that server test mm-hmm. in New York operates a different way then what kind of implications does that pose for companies that have a website presence if you're trying to find out what you're doing will be okay in New York and in California? Because mm-hmm. if you operate on a national or international basis, you know, you could be sued. Someone could say, well, you know what? I'm not going to sue in California. I feel you use my copyright. I feel you've been violated my copyright. Mm-hmm. So I'm sued for copyright infringement. But I don't like the way the law is lining up in California, so I want to try to sue in New York because right. technically, you know, let's say I'm a New York citizen, mm-hmm. or let's say, you know, um, it just makes more sense. I have more of a pro- opportunity, a probability of winning mm-hmm. since this case went forward. 
So then people, so then how, you know, it has, it creates issues as to which idea, which test are you going to follow in terms of a business? And so this right here, in my mind, makes me think that business owners, it would behoove them to reach out to an attorney that's knowledgeable in this area to help guide them as to how they're going to set up things on their website, how they're going to post things, mm -hmm. articles, or whatever else you're trying to sell as a services, because you don't want to be doing okay in one state and then get sued in another state. Yeah, definitely. And then also, this reinforces the idea of making sure you have a consultant, someone that's knowledgeable in technology like Lewis, that can guide you on how to make sure you put the proper technological steps so that you do what's right and they're not going through this analysis of what exactly you did in a court case right and then it ends up finding you liable mm -hmm. you could have prevented this all from the jump street Definitely. so just the fact that you know you meet an attorney and they say hey i do cop i know copyright law if they're not up to date on the technology and the internet aspect of it how is it going to help you the same way you find a graphic artist or you know, someone in the space in which Lewis operates and they say, I know how to do all this and that. And then they do it. And then you get letters about cease and desist, mm -hmm. or you get lawsuits showing up. And then you come to find out, you know, what that person did. They didn't know the same way that Lewis knows. Then you're stuck again on Gilligan's Island. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, these are things to really make sure that when you're dealing with someone, you're not just hiring them based on a nice suit a nice outfit or a plaque on the wall, as opposed to you thoroughly investigate their knowledge as to what you're getting into. So you know what you're getting into before you get into it. Well said. Um, so like, uh, I do have a, something to talk about in terms of this court case. Um, if, if they had saved this photo to their, ser to their servers, they would have, in order to go, like how you're saying, go through the proper channels. They would have had, let's say it's on Getty Images or like uh, some sort of uh, photo licensing uh, service. Um, they would have had to make sure that they own the license to this image in order to publish it onto their site. But then since they embedded it through Twitter, um, th then now this is kind of like this new Wild Wild West where it's like, well, I, I never saved it to my servers, therefore I don't need to own the license to it. And now that's... That's where it gets a little murky, um, where to me, it seems very straight, uh, straight cut in terms of like, if, if you're showing this on your, on your server, I mean, on your website, uh, make sure that you, you do have, uh, the license for it. Um, but since you're embedding it, then that's, you know, that's where it gets murky. Right. So that's. Yeah. Well, so far that's what it's saying, but again, you know, it depends on what region of the country you're in. Mm. And then second of all, it depends on what the light, if you had a license, what does the license allow you to do with? Right. And so that's where it gets in again, where you need to make sure you have an attorney that can guide you through all that, because there's, I've seen licenses where you have the right to use something as much as you want. But then if you want to make money off of it, mm. you know, there's a problem. Right. Or if you're not, you know, paying them, some of your royalties from what you're paid, there's an issue. Mm -hmm. You can use it in certain platforms and you can't use it in others. So all of these things can be negotiated. However, and then the length of the license and what states you can use it. Is it global? Is it domestic? Meaning you can only use it in the U.S. or you can use it international. All of those things are important to know about also. So that's where, 
instead of, you know, you can get into splitting hairs, but a lot of people, they'll say, oh, I'm going to buy a license. And then they go buy the license. Right. And then later the devil's in the details and they start reeling. The devil starts showing it, rearing his head, <laughs> you his tail and everything. And then you get bitten laughing at you. And so you spent money yeah. and you didn't even get exactly what you want. So it's kind of like going to a car lot and thinking you're buying a convertible and all you have is a sunroof that only goes halfway or it's a pop-up. <laughs> yeah. So how do how do new news agencies uh, get around or like do they actually have to um, purchase or, or get a, a license for every piece of content that they report on? Well, according to this case, if unless they're linking somewhere, else, I mean, unless you're going to click a link and go somewhere else, mm -hmm. you know, they better have a license. Mm -hmm. OK. And according, I think that kind of comports with the California case, unless you're linking somewhere else, you know, you need some kind of license. Right. So this seems like it would be, uh, it would be, uh, it, people would be less and less enthusiastic about uh, uh, reporting or, or showing things um, because of the complex nature of like uh, image or media licensing. And um, maybe they, they might, just want to talk about it versus um showing the actual photo if, if they were referencing or talking about reporting on a, an image that they were talking that they were looking to report on right well not necessarily i mean it is i, I agree with you it's a very complex issue and in fact one of the defenses and i'm going to answer your question one of the defenses to copyright infringement is fair use mm. meaning that you know you've been accused of copyright infringement However, you're not liable because fair use, you used it like when you watch the news at night and they have little videos they show or little news clips. You're using it for commentary, for news, for parody, like on Saturday Night Live or another comedy show. Right. Things right. of that nature. That's fair use. Or you took it and you transformed it. So, for example, if someone has a picture up and they sell the picture, but you're just you. You're um, using it for a non-commercial purpose that could be found to be fair use mm -hmm. if you're not messing or damaging their market value, right? Or you know things of that nature. But what the Supreme Court said, but in order to assert fair use, you first have to be accused of copyright infringement, and most likely you're being sued, and most likely you're in court paying mm -hmm. attorney's fees and defending yourself before you get to your motion for summary judgment to assert fair use. So you may spend $150,000, $200,000 to defend yourself just to find out you were right. And you might not get, most likely get any of your money back. Right. It's the same. So analogy would be uh, some two guys get into a fight at a bar. One guy attacks another guy. The guy in defending himself kills the guy. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, the police are going to arrive and you are going to be charged with murder. Now, you will have to hire an attorney, most likely, unless you're going to use a public defender. You may be deprived of your freedom. You may have to put up money for bail and go through the whole process. And at the end of the day, they'll say, yes, you are not guilty because of self-defense. However, the court's not going to give you a refund for your defense attorney. Right. So you had to go through this whole process. So what most companies should do, and also what the court said with respect to Supreme Court, with copyright and fair use is that this is one of the most complex areas of law. So in order, in answering your question as to what companies, news agencies, people should do is sit down with an attorney, knowledgeable, 
in copyright, trademark, the various intellectual property issues, and the internet, and have a discussion as to how they plan to market their services. If you have goods, how you plan to market your goods, is it domestic, is it international? And make sure that that attorney knows the entire context and landscape of what you're doing. And then once you identify that, look to make sure that you're safeguarded and protected on all aspects of your business before you move forward, rather than you have to be very careful when you ask the questions, especially with these new types of things, being that the law is still developing. You don't want to just say, hey, get me a copyright, get me permission. You want to make sure you explain everything that's going on so that there's other potential loopholes or other potential gaps in your coverage that you're protected. Mm -hmm. So it seems to me like <clears throat> what I see in the future um, is every single time you take a photo on your on your mobile phone and then upload it to Twitter or Facebook, any any social media platform, um, they're going to ask, and I'm just, this is purely conjecture, but yeah. I, I feel like they're going to ask what type of uh, media licensing are you, are you willing to, to impart? So um, can, can someone else retweet this? Can, can you uh, uh, allow someone to embed this onto other, other third party websites? Um, if I, mean? I had to guess, I don't even think they're going to ask. I think they're going to make it a part of their terms and conditions of use saying you agree or allow so like they they're they're already um so every every single time you would upload they would uh make that decision for you probably if right. you want to use their service mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah that makes sense because then you're everybody is covering their butt yeah 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 that's interesting um let's see here is there any any other details on the on the case, or is no? I think we've covered it in yeah, detail. Yeah. Broken it down. I think people can kind of get a context as to what's going on and how much um, chaos there is in this chaos. Yeah, definitely. Um, great. I I feel like um, you know, if there's any other updates to the case, we'll we'll definitely report on it in the future. Um, definitely, you know, another, another case that I feel like, um, is gonna, might change, um, the way we go about the internet in the future. Right. So, definitely. Um, yeah. Thanks for uh, bringing this up with us. I uh, really appreciate it. No problem. And this case was just decided February 15th, 2018. Mm -hmm. It's pretty recent. Well, not decided, but this motion was just ruled on February. Yeah. Right. This opinion was just issued in order on February the 15th. So this is hot off the press definitely great um uh thanks yet again uh don if you have what it give us your uh your, your social and your your website stuff so if anybody wants to reach you um they may do so uh, if you're interested in reaching out if you need uh, legal services in the area of intellectual property or internet law feel free to contact me at www.don D-O-N, Dennis, D-E-N-N-I-S, law.com, or at 213-455-0880, and on Instagram at Attorney Don Dennis. Thanks, Don. And uh, if you want to listen to uh, more episodes um, about just about this or other, other topics um, in general uh, relating to entrepreneurship, um, design, 
Um, please uh, subscribe to the In- Inverted Chaos podcast. Uh, like and subscribe, uh, that whole deal. And we appreciate you listening. Uh, thanks for your time. Yeah, and make sure you share this with anyone else that you think could benefit. Definitely. Uh, thanks, Don. We'll see, right, you. Thank you. we'll see you soon. See you. All right, bye-bye.